Let me tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. Nah, 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 come on! Suns Warriors. Yes, sir. Here we go. On this episode of the Heat Check, we recap one of the best regular season games in ages. The Warriors and Suns put on a show last night, boy, and it did not disappoint. Gotta love playoff basketball in November. And in breaking news, the NBA hands down punishment for the Heat and the Bulls in their quote-unquote tampering with Kyle Lowry and Lonzo Ball. Once again, there's a key cog, a.k.a. snitch in the mix. And once again, let me say for Pat Riley and Billy Donovan, fuck you, David Griffin. Go ahead, Brock. Let's drop that motherfucking beat. night was a get your popcorn ready, hot sauce, nutritional yeast, diet coke, wine, whiskey, whatever you like to drink. Nutritional yeast I put on popcorn. Yes, I do. You put that on popcorn. If you like the taste of cheese, without the cheese, nutritional yeast flakes will do the trick. But, you know, what a game. What a game. Your mind is blown. You're welcome. Try it. Try it. Uh, And I'm not talking about yeast that you put on your bread or to make bread. I'm talking about flakes, yeast flakes. Anyway. This was one of the best basketball games during a regular season I've ever seen. I watched it, and I was just like, you know it's good when you're watching. You're like, oh, my God, this game is so good. Has everything. For random Tuesday, on a Tuesday, Shody going up, something we choose. It was incredible. I'm going to go back and watch this game again because it was that good. I, I mean, it was that good and that was without Steph being Steph Steph was drunk Steph was obviously drunk or something I don't know they put clamps on him I don't know what happened Devin Booker being out for the majority of the game with the hamstring strain and the quality of play was still that good the coaching was elite the shot making was elite the high octane offense in the first half, and then they put on clamps in the second half because you thought the un- you thought the over was going to hit, and then you knew that the under was going to hit. You had Jordan Poole's coming out party. My lord, Jordan Poole. He okay. Our quote unquote five star play was Jordan Poole under fourteen. He had sixteen in the first quarter. So yeah, had everything. Punch counter punch all night long. Suns won by eight, but that. That, that does not tell you the whole story. This was a game for the ages. Why? Because these are two teams that play differently than everybody else. Like, these are teams that actually move when, without the basketball. 
Like, these are teams that just happen to be in the Western Conference, but this is a finals matchup. If they were in different conferences, this would be that. They share the ball well. They move without the ball well. They get out in transition. They can slow it down. They can speed it up. They're really well coached. I need this seven more times. I need this in a series. I thought that, and I was like, this is it. This is the Western Conference Finals right here. No one else is allowed to join. No one else is even invited. <laughs> You're uh, Sorry, Clippers. Kawhi's not coming back. Sorry, Denver. No one's coming back. Sorry, Utah. You're trash. Like, this is it. This, sorry, Lakers, you already know. You already know. Because even if the Lakers were good, <laughs> which they're not, <laughs> Even if the Lakers were good, they're not fun to watch. They are trash. They are actually, when they won the title, I would like plug my nose to watch those games. It was, it was like struggling to hit shots. They're bricking everywhere. Their defense is good, but like there's no offense. Frank Vogel's doing Frank Vogel things. It's just Braun hitting these step back threes. Every now and again, you get a Kobe-esque dunk out of them, and then that blows up the internet. But, like, the Lakers, when the Lakers were, quote-unquote, good, the LeBron-led Lakers, as long as LeBron's been on the Lakers, they haven't been fun to watch. That's just facts. But this, though, this was phenomenal. This was, I was a kid in a candy store. This is why I fell in love with the game. So here are my takeaways from what I saw. Vegas had the game... Uh, three and a half Suns. Suns were three and a half point favorites at home. They won by eight. I don't know that anyone saw that coming, but this was all night long changing, changing who's ahead. Lead changes a million times. First and foremost, I would say this, that the game, this game's really not indicative of how this matchup is going to be because they're still missing Clay. Clay hasn't come back yet. And the truth is, you can get out. This is a formula for how you beat Steph Curry. You blitz him. You make it uncomfortable for him. He starts make it very physical for Steph. Then he starts missing open shots because the man is 200 pounds soaking wet, max. You start to body this man. You start to blitz him just like the Memphis Grizzlies blitzed him in the last game of the season. And in the play-in, he starts making poor decisions, especially if he doesn't have an outlet to throw the ball to that can take the pressure off of Steph like Clay. And when Clay comes back, that makes Steph more dangerous, that makes the team more dangerous, and that takes the pressure off of Jordan Poole where he can come off the bench and be instant offense. So that changes the complexion of this team incredibly. Secondly, what they do not have an answer for, what will not be changing, is that the Warriors have no ability to stop DeAndre Ayton. No, they don't. They do not. No one on this roster can hold down D.A. I knew that was true, but, like, I really saw it last night. The fact is that the Warriors should have spent effort and time and energy into re-signing JaVale McGee because JaVale McGee, yep, you might say to yourself, why is that important? JaVale McGee is now a Phoenix Sun instead of a, instead of a Golden State Warrior. And when JaVale McGee's a champion with the Warriors, he already likes playing for that team. I know his people. He wanted to play for the Warriors. He's now a son, and he's backing up D.A. So when D.A. gets into foul trouble, you can go to JaVale, and you have a big man who's athletic, who can get out into transition, who is reliable, champion. 
And the fact of the matter is the Warriors don't even have a first center that can guard D.A., let alone a second center that can guard D.A. So D.A. now feels comfortable being aggressive because he knows his man's got his back if he gets into foul trouble. That's what we saw with the war with the uh, Phoenix Suns in the in the finals against Giannis. They just picked on DA because they knew who was waiting in the wings. Chirp 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 chirp. Frank Kaminsky. Frank Kaminsky waiting in the wings. That man was barbecue chicken to Giannis. He was barbecue chicken. And then Dario Sarge tore his ACL. Poor Dario. So it's like, okay, DA, you get him in trouble, get him a quick two fouls. He's out the game. Now we can eat down low. Now you got JaVale. So that changes everything. And you might be saying, Trista, James Wiseman's coming back. He might be that center who can contend with Aiton. But no. But he is not, that is a laughable comment. Like, he, that's, it may be he will be that, but not this year, folks. Like, last year, do I need to remind you that James Wiseman was like a deer in headlights out there? He was not only like a deer in headlights, he was like a baby deer just trying to figure out his legs. He was just trying to figure out where to be, how to catch the ball, how to move without the ball. Like, he was a mess. He was a hot mess. It is not a shock that when James Wiseman went down, the Warriors started to win. So, okay, he's in the G League right now, getting some reps in. When he comes back, he's not guarding DeAndre Ayton. Get the fuck out of here. That is a matchup problem for the Warriors. I don't know what they're going to do, but I, if I was them, I would look to something in the center position at the deadline. I don't know. Blake Griffin seems a little unhappy to me. I don't know. I don't know. He'd be, I would say he would be open. He would be open to an agreement. A little tradey trade. Who knows? I did think it was interesting, too, that Booker did not play for over a half, and they still won by eight. The Suns' leading scorer, putting up 25 points a game. They did not have him, and they extended their lead without him. The depth of the Suns' team is incredible. They signed Landry Shamet. I know you might be thinking Landry Shamet was awful last night, but he did hit. He did. He was. He did hit some timely threes, though. He did campaign a bucket. I love some campaign. Mikhail Bridges, incredible. Cam Johnson, little baby face. Cam, killing. This team is so fucking deep. I can't even tell you. Mikhail Bridges putting Steph Curry in prison. The world was blowing up McHale. McHale only had four points last night. He had fucking three, four steals. This man was easy money, that steal prop. I tell you what. Phoenix conceded just seven points in the final six minutes and 41 seconds of the game. Let me just say that again. Phoenix only gave up seven points in almost the last seven minutes of a game to what you would call the number two scoring offense in the league, and they put them clamps. That is ridiculous. Mikhail Bridges, DA, Chris Paul all had steals. That's the formula. 104-96, lost to the Suns. Curry shot four for 21 for 12 points in 36 minutes. That's not going to happen all the time, but I tell you what, that was an important little lesson of what you can do to get Steffi Steph off kilter. 
Uh, even Steve Kerr mentioned that. He referenced it after the game in his presser and referenced that Clay is the solution to that. This is what he said. Teams are going to commit people to Steph the way Phoenix did. There's going to be openings. There's going to be openings for Jordan, openings for Otto. Funny. Those those guys knocked down a bunch of threes. Openings for Clay Thompson. That's going to be fun. Lots to look forward to. Yes, there is. He's already starting to make references and to make mention of Clay coming back to help Steph. That's he's already scheming for it. He's already put it in his playbook. Steph needs Clay and Clay is on the way. And then I think the last take to me from this game is the most important takeaway, which is if you're a fan of the Orlando Magic or the Sacramento Kings, then have hope because the Suns used to be you. The Suns were you, and now they are a contender. The Suns just four years ago, when D.A. was a rookie, less than four years ago, this is the fourth year of D.A.'s career, DeAndre Ayton went through a 17-game losing streak. Now, four years later, they're on a 17-game winning streak, number one in the West. That's how fast it happens, folks, with good management, good drafts, and maybe a big free agent signing. That's how fast. And they asked DeAndre Ayton about that. They said, hey, DeAndre, what do you think? Do you remember when you went through that 17-game slump in the middle of your rookie season? And now you had that 17-game win streak now? And his response was, see how life go? <laughs> yes, D.A., we do. Like, I talked to DeAndre actually after that rookie season. I was like, hey, D.A., he was, he was just, you know, coming into the league, had an awful – the Suns were trash. They were the worst team in the, in the Western Conference. And he goes, you know, if I was a fan of the Suns, I would say we, were, we would suck. We suck. That's what he said. And you know what? The reason why was because he said the elite teams were unselfish. And that's what's happening with the Suns now. Unselfish play. Everyone's involved. And you know what? Orlando Magic fan, you've got something to look forward to. Maybe no one comes to Orlando because it's Orlando in a free agent signing. But you have exciting young talent. And things can turn around fast. But circle. December 25th on the calendar, because this Friday means nothing. Uh, No Devin Booker, no Clay. Guess what? Suns versus Warriors on Christmas Day, and the rumor is that's when Clay's going to return. Devin Booker will be back as well. CP3, Devin Booker, Steph and Clay. No lost November for the Suns. Let's go. No better Christmas present for basketball fans than that. Amen. You little, you little dumbass bitch, I ain't fucking with you I got a million trillion things I'd rather fucking do Than to be fucking with you Little stupid ass, I don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck I've got a message for one of the better GMs in the history of the league who has completely fallen off of a cliff probably because of bitterness and trials and tribulations of living in Cleveland David Griffin From Miami Heat fans and from Chicago Bulls fans, we say, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and twice on Saturday and Sunday. Fuck you, David Griffin, and that bullshit snitch-ass horse you rode in on. The horse 
or whatever, probably Ferrari or some sort of Maserati or some probably some pretentious ass. Maybe you're in a green car like a Tesla. I'd love to know. I'd love to know what David Griffin's ass drives. Because the news dropped today that the Heat and the Bulls are each going to forfeit their next available second round picks. Yep. The Heat and the Bulls are forfeiting their next available second round picks following the NBA's investigation into both teams' free agencies discussions with Kyle Lowry and Lonzo Ball. Let me just be very, very clear. Everyone's tampering. Everyone. Gross. The NBA investigated both teams for tampering, and this may be the most stupid thing I have seen ever. Maybe the worst kept secret in the history of all secrets that recruiting free agents is like a rolling, not a stopwatch. That shit does never stop. Like the, the free agency period doesn't end, doesn't open, doesn't close. It's always on. They are always recruiting. Bradley Beal will always be getting calls from Jason Tatum. Hey, bro, you want to try to play with me? Hey, bro, you trying to play with me? That, that is the whole thing. Like the Olympics were one big Japanese super spreader event designed just to recruit Damian Lillard to leave the Portland Trailblazers. That was what that was. John Hollinger noted, I can assure you from my time in Memphis that every team starts free agency discussions long before free agency quote-unquote starts. He put starts in air quotes. And it's difficult for the league office to police it. Difficult? You mean fucking impossible? Jason Tatum, I said, never going to stop coming after Bradley Beal. LeBron basically trying to pitch every single all-star every single day. Okay, come to my wine cellar when you have a random road trip to L.A. Hey, you trying to see my, like, it's like a guy who's like, hey, you trying to watch movies? And he knows he's, he's trying to fuck you? That's LeBron James with the wine cellar. Hey, you trying to come into my wine cellar? How would you feel about playing in Los Angeles? That's him. That's what's always going to happen. Just ask Russell Westbrook. Just ask DeMar DeRozan. Just ask Damian Lillard. That's how it goes. But the NBA felt like they were forced to do something in order to keep teams honest. Yes, losing a draft pick sucks, even if it's the second rounder. But in Miami's case, their next available second rounder, I don't mean shit, is in 2024 or maybe 2028. Chicago's case, 2026. So, does this even mean anything? I don't know. So that's why the Heat's only statement on this matter was... While we disagree, we accept we accept the league's decision. Wink, wink. We are moving on with our season and our next season and our next season and our next season and our next season. Every bullshit story, every single one, always has a villain. And you know what the commonality is between Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry is? Doesn't it's not hard to identify the snitch when you think about it. It's David fucking Griffin, that's who. When Lowry signed with the Heat about 11.2 seconds into free agency, um, in a very complicated sign-in trade, uh, apparently David Griffin went absolutely ballistic because he was trying to go after Kyle Lowry. He moved pieces out, drafts this, trades that, to get Kyle all year long. I want Kyle. I want Kyle. And if I can't get Kyle, I want Lonzo. Ah, <laughs> 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 bitch! You lost! You lost! So when he cut ties with Lonzo, 
He couldn't save the relationship with Lonzo because by the time Kyle decided, Lonzo was already out of the door too. Folks, can you smell? Can you spell snitch? D-A-V-I-D Griffin. And Pat Riley and Billy Donovan and J.J. Redick and the massive list of people who have a major grudge against David Griffin and the Pelicans add me to that list. Add Bulls fans, add Heat fans to that list. But here's the thing about the NBA. It always comes back and bites you in the ass. Ask the Blazers what happened with the the Darius Miles trade when all of a sudden they traded Darius Miles away and he had a small fracture in his back that nobody quote-unquote knew about and then all of a sudden Darius Miles is a Timberwolf instead of a fucking Portland Trailblazer. Timberwolves will never do a deal with the Blazers again. Like, I tell you what, there is no New Orleans deal happening with the Heat or the Chicago Bulls as long as fucking David Griffin is right there. That's the story. That is, karma's a bitch. And I tell you what, snitching gets you stitches and no trades and no free agents and everybody knows. So good luck, New Orleans. As long as David Griffin is there, good luck. And good luck trying to sign or re-sign Zion and his rookie max. Good luck. Everybody knows Zion's trying to be out the dough. He doesn't care how much money. He can be, get that Jordan money wherever he goes, especially he's got probably calls lined up right now, quote-unquote calls, business calls with MSG, Leon Rhodes from CAA, World Wide West from CAA. Come on now. Come on now. Probably two full years before free agency begins, we already know Zion is not going to be a Pelican when that deal comes up. And it is what it is, and that's what we call payback. That's what we call hard, sweet, dripping payback. And payback is a bitch. That's all the time that we have for the heat check. We will be back early, squirrely, for it Friday morning to prep for Warrior Suns Part 2. Do not forget to follow us on social at this heat check and at Trista Crick on TikTok. We will be back Friday morning, folks. Oh, damn, she got a See you brain. Ain't nothing but trilling me. Oh man, silly me. I just bought a crib, three stories. That bitch a trilogy. And you know I'm rolling. We just fucking up the ozone. I got a bitch that takes me. She ain't got no clothes on. And then another one takes me. Yo ass next. And I'm going to take your ass back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.